0: It is Sunday, October 11th, which means one thing, NFL football. I have scores, highlights, all that more coming up on A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Oh, not to mention, there was an NBA game like the Lakers win or did Miami force a game seven? Stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast to find out. All that and more coming up next. So grab your tickets, get on board because this train is building up steam. So enjoy the ride. A Train Sports Talk Podcast and it's coming up next. Welcome to a Sunday night edition of the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. And I have NFL scores to pass along to you to get this show started. So, what happened today in the NFL? Well, let's recap. Thursday night, it was Chicago Bears holding on and knocking off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 29-18. So, now that moves us to today's action. So, just what happened? Well, the Texans, with all their dysfunctional happenings, coach getting fired, Romeo Cornell stepping in as interim head coach, all they did was went out. And knocked off the Stash and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans win that game 30-14. Baltimore Ravens took on the Cincinnati Bengals, and it was just another day at the ballpark as they knocked off the Bengals 27-3. And a team that just can't seem to buy a victory, the Atlanta Falcons. They took on the Carolina Panthers and their result has been the same as all the previous it took another loss Panthers knocked off the Falcons 23 to 16 how about this battle in the AFC West how many of y'all actually saw this one coming the Raiders Chiefs rival doesn't matter they can be the Los Angeles Raiders they can be the Oakland Raiders, or as they are now, the Las Vegas Raiders. They still wear their black and silver. And that game is always a rivalry against the Chiefs. Well, final score, Raiders knock off the Chiefs, 40-24. to Next up, the Cardinals rediscover their mojo, albeit against a bottom feeder. Colts knock off the Jets, 30-10 in the battle for the state of Pennsylvania you had a game between Pittsburgh Steelers and Philadelphia Eagles can you say 4-0 that's right Steelers beat the Eagles 38-29 there's a song that says I rode into town on a horse with no name well the Rams rode into town to play a football team with no name The Rams took on the Washington football team, coming out with a victory by the score of 30-10. In a game that saw Garoppolo being benched, the Dolphins manhandled the 49ers, Miami 43, San Francisco 17. Makes you wonder what's going to happen with Jimmy G moving forward. In a game that went back and forth, I'm still trying to figure out how a team comes in on the averages 11.7 points a game, puts 34 points on the board, and had a chance to win the game. Oh, that would be the New York Giants. Somehow, the Cowboys, in spite of the fact of losing their quarterback, Dak Prescott, to a gruesome ankle injury, Held on, won the game on last second field goal. Cowboys beat the Giants 37 34. A team that is rolling after their opening season lost, they haven't looked back. Four straight as the Cleveland Browns knock off the Colts 32 23. In a game that's going on right now with six minutes and 32 seconds. And I can't figure out for a life of me why Minnesota Viking fans are on Facebook showing their displeasure while their team is holding on to a lead with, lead with 6 minutes and 32 seconds left. It is the Minnesota Vikings playing at Century Link Field in Seattle. Home of the 12th man, or home of the Typhoon noise now. Vikings are up 26 21. As for tomorrow have the Broncos versus the Patriots, and that game, like, they got a scheduled for 4 p.m., that's a very unusual time, then y'all say the Chargers and Saints, okay, let me run that back, yes, tomorrow, the 4 p.m. game between the Broncos and the Patriots, so look, we're going to have a double hitter. Then you have the Chargers versus the Saints. Next game will be at seven fifteen. Then on Tuesday, we're looking at possibly maybe the Titans versus the Bills, or that could be scrapped. And you got the Bills versus the Chiefs. Either way you look at it, you put the Bills in a very bad predicament because you're having to deal with what team do you prepare for? But right now it's looking like Bills versus Titans or Bills versus Chiefs. So. We're just going to leave it out there as it is right now. So, what happened in the NBA? Came out, and why Caruso the one to be chosen to start? Well, I don't think, well, I know Dwight Howard didn't play well in the last ball game. Get our best player involved in as many plays as possible, LeBron James. Good defense there from Davis, forces the turnover, James with the flush down the other end. Back to that in a moment. Great hands by Caruso getting back into the pitcher. James barrels in and banks it home. Lakers 5-3. Tyler Hero, nice little fake. Duncan Robinson has some room again. That's. There you have highlights of earlier action between the L.A. Lakers and the Miami Heat. And what we can tell you is, well, looks like the L.A. Lakers are your NBA champions. As they held off the pesky Heat from Miami to win the series four games to find a score of 106. To 93 So the ongoing debate was who would be Finals MVP Like I said to me, it just seemed like they had that trophy with LeBron's name on it Long before the series even started due to the fact that Giannis and Cooper gets regular season in the uh, regular season MVP and of course LeBron puts up a triple-double, triple, du- triple double, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 14 assists, only to cement the fact that he is definitely Finals MVP. So LeBron James claims fourth Finals MVP, only Michael Jordan has more. Basically what that means is the ongoing debate that will never stop until the end of time. LeBron James has made it clear that his goal is to surpass Michael Jordan, as the greatest player in the history of basketball. Me, personally, I don't think that can happen. Because Michael Jordan has something on the other side that six wins that LeBron doesn't. Of course, LeBron also has something more on the other side of his wins that Michael Jordan doesn't have. But one is a negative, one is a positive. Jordan, no defeats. LeBron, multiple defeats. On Sunday night, James took a step closer to doing so. James was named the 2020 Finals MVP for leading the Los Angeles Lakers to their first championship in a decade and winning the fourth title of his career, with a 106-93 victory over the Miami Heat in game six of the NBA Finals on Sunday night. James who previously won MVP won Finals MVP in 2012 and 2013 with the Heat and in 2016 with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's the first player in NBA history to win the award with three different franchises. James says, I put myself, my body, and my mind in position to be available to my teammates, James said. I've never missed a playoff game in my career, and the best thing you can do for your teammates is be available. And for me to be available to my teammates and put in the work, I just hope I make my guys proud, and that's all that matters to me. I make my guys proud, make the, fr- make the fan base proud, my family back home. I can't wait to get back home to them. Akron, Ohio, we did it again. And that's what it's all about. Winning his fourth finals MVP award moves him out of a tie with Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal, and into second all-time, trailing only Michael Jordan, who won the award six times. James capped his 17th season In the league with a virtuoso run through the postseason shooting well over 50 percent from the field while also running the lakers offense virtually every possession he was on the court he also displayed a commitment on the other end of the court playing a key role in a suffocating defensive unit most importantly james outdoed jimmy butler in what was an all-time classic matchup throughout these finals including James going off of 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists in Game 5, and 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists in Game 6. James delivering a 17th NBA championship to the Lakers, who last won in 2010, came after a disappointing first season in Los Angeles. Following their 2018 Christmas Day win over the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers were 20-14 and in fourth place in the West. But James suffered the first major injury of his career in that game, a strain groin that forced him to miss more than a month. By the time he returned, the Lakers had fallen to 10th in the West. James ended up failing to qualify for the postseason for the first time since 2005. Last summer, general manager Rob Pelinka swung a massive trade for Anthony Davis, an excellent partner for James who helped the franchise quickly turn around. I said it. the pressure before we have no egos James said we want the best from each other every day both on and off the floor and I know what it means to have seven years where you feel like you can't get over the hump I had seven years my first stint in Cleveland I felt like I couldn't get over the hump I felt like I needed some help I felt like I needed someone to push me and that's when I was able to go to Miami and get pushed by D-Wade and Bosch at that and that franchise so to be able to get him and we push him and let him know how great he is by just making him see better basketball and be a part of something that's special that's what it's all about so to be able to put him where he is today that means so much to me and the fact that he trusts me means even more the lakers quickly had on-court success in large part because of james who averaged a league leading and career high 10.2 assists in the regular season, then once again proved to be indomitable in the crucible of the playoffs. After Portland won game one of the first round, James averaged 34.7 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 9.3 assists over the final three games of that series. He and the rest of the Lakers overwhelmed Houston in the Western Conference Finals. His defense on Nuggets guard Jamal Murray Helped put the lakers in the nba finals and then his drive to continue willing the lakers forward allowed them to survive a stiff test from a resolute heat team james also made sure that the lakers stayed unified and pushed toward the shared goal throughout their run in the bubble it means a lot it means a lot to rep this franchise james said owner jenny bus i told jenny when i came here i was going to put this franchise back in a position where it belongs her late great father did it for so many years and she just took it on after that and for me to be a part of such a historical franchise is an unbelievable feeling not only for myself but for my teammates for the organization for the coaches for the trainers everybody that's here james's fourth championship gives him more rings than any other active player and moves him within one title of a group of 13 players who have won five, including Johnson, Duncan, and the late Kobe Bryant. With Davis all but certain to remain in Los Angeles for the foreseeable future, James should have an opportunity to add more. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect, James said of GM Rob Pelinka and Coach Frank Vogel. The organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect too. So there you have it once again. Your NBA Finals champions. And the Finals MVP. LeBron James. I will be back after this word from my sponsors. So stay tuned. There's more to come. Shoulder came down, but it's a right knee or right leg, I should say, that he's that's gonna get Yeah, that's knee. gonna get McCarthy off the side. Well, you right can hear left? the crowd, Prescott extending a fist up in the air, and Prescott is in tears. So that audio you just heard. Dak Prescott of Dallas Cowboys suffers compound fracture dislocation of right ankle. Ouch. The emotions of a last-second win against the New York Giants could not overcome the disappointment the Dallas Cowboys felt Sunday after losing quarterback Dak Prescott for the season. Prescott suffered a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle that required surgery Sunday night. The injury occurred on a nine-yard run while being tackled by Giants defensive back Logan Ryan with 6 minutes 33 seconds to play in the third quarter, and it quickly brought a hush to the A. TNT Stadium crowd, teammates and opponents alike. Prescott left the field with his right leg in an air cast on a cart and in tears. He was taken to a local hospital for surgery to clean out the wound and repair the fracture. Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones called the injury heartbreaking. I know this young man very well, Jones said in a statement. I know the personal hardship and strife that he has faced, dealt with, and overcome in his young life. And I know of no one who is more prepared for the perspective of mental and emotional toughness and determination than Dak Prescott to respond and recover from this challenge that has been put in front of him. He is an inspiration to everyone he touches. He has all of our love and support and we have no doubt that he will return to the position of leadership. And purpose that he brings to our team an outpouring of sadness and support both from within the Cowboys and throughout the sports world followed after the game it sucks yeah it sucks said running back Ezekiel Elliott who has become Prescott's best friend on the team I know we won it just sucks to lose Dak our leader and I was talking to the guys and it's going to take all of us it's going to take all of us to fill that void that we're going to miss that we're going to be missing from from four. I just got to go out there and play for him. Ryan said he felt terrible about the injury. First and foremost, the worst thing that happened today was the Dak injury. It's bigger than football, Ryan said. I feel terrible. It was a routine football play. You got a guy, and I am in a similar position. He is scratching and clawing at one year on his deal to try and get rewarded try to do the right thing, try to show up to work, try to lead his team, try to get a lucrative contract. He had to come out and prove it this year. So for him to get this type of injury, that's why I feel like that. I hope he gets five hundred million when he comes back. He deserves it. He is a hell of a quarterback. Players from both teams, as well as former Cowboys head coach and current Giants offense coordinator, Jason Garrett consoled Prescott as he left to a big cheer. He raised his hand, his, raised his right hand in acknowledgment. There was a flood of emotion, even from their bench. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy said, "Obviously, there is relationships on their sideline that Dak has, and the respect everybody has for Dak, and that was clearly evident during those moments." Veteran Andy Dalton replaced Prescott and finished nine of 11 to 111 yards, including a 38-yard pass to Michael Gallup, with three seconds left to set up Greg Zerline's winning 37-yard field goal in the 37-34 victory. You absolutely hate it for Dak, the way that he was playing this year and everything he's put into it. I hate to see that for him. So it's emotional, Dalton said. You hate that injuries happen in this game. Unfortunately, they're part of it, and I'm definitely praying for him. It's been a lot of fun to be around him ever since I got here just to see how he works, see how he prepares, and you can see with just the way that he's been playing this year. Prescott's brother Tad tweeted a picture of the two at the hospital, writing in part, he'll be back stronger than ever. Their brother Jace killed himself in April. Prescott was off to a record setting start to the season three consecutive games passing for at least 450 yards he entered week five with 1,690 yards passing an NFL best and the most by Cowboys quarterback the four games in team history in the second quarter Sunday he caught the first touchdown pass of his career an 11-yarder from Cedric Wilson that gave the Cowboys a 24-20 lead while the immediate concern is Prescott's health the quarterback's future also is part of the equation. He is playing on a one-year franchise tag that is worth $31.4 million as he and the team were unable to reach an agreement on a long-term deal. The Cowboys offered Prescott, 27, a five-year deal worth $34.5 million per season and more than $100 million guaranteed, but he opted to play this season on the tag hoping for a larger commitment. Prescott has been remarkably durable in his career. He had not missed a start 69 in his career and missed only two snaps this season as he was getting evaluated for a potential concussion against the Atlanta Falcons. He played the final two games of last season with a right shoulder injury that limited his range of motion. According to Elias Sports Bureau, Prescott's 69 consecutive starts is the 6th longest streak from the start of a rookie season since the NFL-AFL merger. 1970. Only Tom Brady and Russell Wilson have won more games than Prescott's 42 since 2016. The previous time the Cowboys lost their franchise quarterback to injury in-game came in 2015 when Tony Romo suffered a re-break of his right collarbone against the Carolina Panthers on November 26, 2015. Romo suffered the initial break in a week two win against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys finished that season with a 4-12 record starting four different quarterbacks, Romo, Brandon Whedon, Matt Castle, and Kellen Moore. Romo was on the national call for CBS for Sunday's game. The Cowboys signed Dalton 32 to a free agent deal worth $3 million guaranteed and up to $7 million after a nine-year run as the Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback. Dalton took the Bengals to the playoffs four times but was unable to win a postseason game. How he plays replacing Prescott would tell the story of the Cowboys' season with 11 games to play, but on Sunday, thoughts were mostly with Prescott. I just feel terrible for him, McCarthy said. He was having a tremendous year. In my short time working with him, he's made such an impression on me, and he's clearly the leader of this football team. I have no doubt that he'll bounce back from this, and this will be all part of his great story. This will just be another chapter a great story he's a fine young man and an outstanding quarterback so there you have that news on the Dallas Cowboys and the injury of Dak Prescott so prayers definitely going out to Dak Prescott that he'll bounce back from this and as everybody's saying he'll be stronger and better well here we go now we shift Browns 4-1 for the first time Bill Belichick was their head coach, Nick Saban, their defensive coordinator. Usually, Cleveland Browns fans will shudder anytime Bill Belichick's time with the team is referenced. This time, it's okay. So, just what happened with Cleveland today? Well, let's find out. Well, I guess we don't have that audio, so we'll go on with the story. The Browns are 4-1 and and the last time that happened was 1994 when Bill Belichick was their coach and University of Alabama head coach Nick Saban was their defensive coordinator. Belichick and Saban have won enough rings since then to start a jewelry store. The Browns became a running joke in the NFL. Regardless of what happens over the rest of the season, the Browns and their fans should feel great about the way this season has started. They won their fourth in a row. With a 32 23 victory over the Indianapolis Colts, who came in at 3 1 as well. The Colts are a quality team and seen as a potential division winner. Maybe the Browns are on a playoff path as well. The Browns trailed 7 3 early but got hit hot in the second quarter. Baker Mayfield threw a couple of touchdown passes, and Cleveland led 20 10 at halftime. In the third quarter, Colts quarterback Philip Rivers telegraphed a pass that was picked off by Browns safety Ronnie Harrison and returned 47 yards for a touchdown. Translation, pick six, and that gave Cleveland a 27-10 lead. Because the Browns can't make anything easy, they gave up a kickoff return touchdown right after Harrison's score. The 27-10 lead became 27-20. But Miles Garrett's pressure on Rivers in the end zone caused an intentional grounding which is a safety when it comes in the end zone. The Colts cut Cleveland's lead to 29-23 after Mayfield's second interception, and the Browns got the ball with less than three minutes remaining, needing some first downs to ice the game. DeErnest Johnson, who is getting extra playing time with Nick Chubb out due to a knee injury, came up with a huge 28-yard run on 3rd and nine just before the two-minute warning, and that put the Browns into field goal range. Cody Parkey hit a field goal with 21 seconds that bounced off the left upright and in to seal the win. The Browns usually don't catch breaks like that. So, let's talk about this. Bill Belichick's Brown. In 1994, the Browns used a 4-1 start to make the playoffs. In, ni- in 1995, things started to fall apart. Art Modell decided to move the team to Baltimore after the season. A good team went 5-11 and amid all the distractions a check was fired and went on to become the greatest coach in NFL history New England Patriots the Browns didn't return to the NFL until 1999 and they've yet to win a playoff game since they've been to the playoffs only once they haven't been all there haven't been all that many bright days for the Browns since 1994 it has been a long wait but maybe the Browns are writing some new history this season so Shout out to those brownies. Four and one. Can they sustain it? Can they not read their press and get beside themselves? It remains to be seen. But Cleveland fans, enjoy the moment. Well, guess what? This train is still building up steam. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break slide in a word from my sponsor and I will be back after this this is a Train sports talk podcast this is your conductor Anthony Smith welcome back and I'm sticking with the NFL Chiefs versus Raiders score Derek Carr throws three TDs as Las Vegas stuns Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead, sometimes you can't help but to wonder. Playing in the stadium with little to no fans, does that have an effect? That energy is missing. The Kansas City Chiefs are undefeated no more. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders rolled into Arrowhead Stadium, went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and the defending champions, and walked away with an impressive 40 to 32 victory to move to three and two on the season. Both clubs came out like gangbusters to start, totaling a combined 48 points in the first half. Carr tossed three touchdowns in the first half, while Mahomes was able to find success multiple ways, throwing and rushing for a score. Things clamped down defensively in the second half. as Both clubs put up a goose egg in the third quarter. In the fourth, however, it was the Raiders who were able to flip a switch, drop 15 points on the KC defense, and hand the Chiefs their first loss of the season. Carr finished with 347 yards through the air and three touchdowns, while Josh Jacobs had 77 yards on the ground and two scores. On the other side of the field, Mahomes performed well throwing for 240 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, but it wasn't enough to carry KC to a win on Sunday. So, why Las Vegas won? Derek Carr and the Raiders were not only able to withstand the Kansas City tidal wave of three straight touchdown drives in the first half, but they were able to essentially match them throughout, going on a three straight touchdown rip of their own. Carr was masterful over the course of that first half thrown for those three scores, while also helping Las Vegas to a field goal to open up the scoring in this one. In the second half, the veteran quarterback didn't find the end zone but was extremely clutch for his club, converting a number of key third downs, either with his legs or through the air. That not only helped Las Vegas build up on his lead, but also helped kill the clock and keep Mahomes off the field. The Raiders entered the game with nearly a 10-minute time of possession advantage over the Chiefs. When Mahomes was under center, the Raiders front seven did a strong job at disrupting the half-billion-dollar man, pressuring him throughout the afternoon sacking him three times and forcing him into some bad throws including his first interception of the season that turnover helped the Raiders extend their lead as Josh Jacobs rushed for his second score of the day and brought Las Vegas to the 40-point threshold why Kansas City lost make no mistake about it Kansas City was great in the first half after the Raiders kicked the field goal to go up by three Mahomes and company scored 14 unanswered points in the midst of a three straight touchdown drives. That could have easily been four straight touchdowns, as a 58-yard touchdown reception by Tyreek Hill during Kansas City's first offense possession of the afternoon was called back due to a holding penalty. The thorn in the Chiefs' side, as the Raiders were going toe-to-toe with them offensively in that first half, was the deep ball. Henry Ruggs III hauled in a 72-yard touchdown from Carr, and Nelson Aguilar was able to score on a 59-yard pass from the Raiders' QB. In the second half, both Raiders offenses started out sluggish, but the Raiders were the first to wake up. By the time the Chiefs were able to make it make it interested time was simply not on their side kansas city also struggled to get off the field at critical points as the Chiefs converted seven of their 14 third down attempts and both their fourth down tries for mahomes to put up points to keep up with an opposing offense that is going for 40 he needs to have the ball in his hands so the turning point one key moment in this upset for Las Vegas came on a critical third and 18 conversion. That one key moment in this upset for Las Vegas came on that critical 3rd and 18 conversion with 10.33 to play in the 4th quarter. Prior to that, the Raiders were up by just 6 at this point in the game after kicker Daniel Carlson missed an extra point attempt following a Josh Jacobs touchdown. That loomed large over the following possession as it felt like it was only a matter of time before the Chiefs would get back to putting up points and 6 points weren't going to cut it. It was at that point when Derek Carr dropped back on that 3rd and eighteen try and completed a 42-yard pass to receiver Hunter Renfro. That not only was enough for the first down, but it brought the Raiders into Kansas City territory and allowed them to eventually go up by two scores while chewing off a substantial amount of clock in the process. So, the play of the game. Just before the two-minute warning in the first half, Patrick Mahomes, showed us what makes him such a rare and special talent. The Chiefs quarterback took a third and 15 snap from just outside his 20-yard line, rolled out left, contorted his body right, and flicked a 23-yard pass to Travis Kelsey for a first down. Kansas City would eventually drive down the field and net a field goal to knock the game at 24 prior to halftime. Despite the loss, Mahomes finished the game with 340 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception, he also rushed for 21 yards and another touchdown. Meanwhile, Kelsey led all Kansas City pass catchers with eight receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. So what's next? From here, the Chiefs' schedule is a bit convoluted. In week six, they are set to take on the Buffalo Bills for a game that was originally set to take place on Thursday night. Due to COVID-19 outbreaks with the Titans, however, Buffalo is scheduled to face Tennessee on Tuesday, which has since pushed that Thursday matchup with Kansas City to Monday, October 19th. As for the Raiders, they head into the bye with a 3-2 record and will now begin preparing for a Sunday night football showdown with Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 7. So there you have that report on Kansas City and the Raiders. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and bring this to a close. But I will be back tomorrow. And we'll bring you some more updates from the happenings on Sunday night. So if you want to tune in to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, go ahead, grab your ticket. It's free. Get on board. Put your seatbelt on. And enjoy the journey because we're going to take you on a sports journey once again as I close out congratulations to the Lakers and Laker Nation on winning their 17th world championship MVP of the finals LeBron James hats off to the Miami Heat because they were a very resilient team and I predicted and it came to fruition it was a six game series so until tomorrow take care of yourself and each other God bless.